there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Music always gets you going. Excited for a jam-packed, fun Thursday show here. Welcome into the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bond and Tony with you. Coming up in about 30 minutes, VSIN host and professional handicapper Mike Somage will stop by, give out some of his best week 14 bets in the National Football League. Then coming up in hour two, touch on a little NBA in-season tournament action with our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel. But Michael, before we get into anything... We have huge news today that yeah. Big Daddy Vince is making his debut on the pod. He did. He did. He made it on the pod. He, he you know, we got him for a block. He was, you know, he said he was, you know, he kind of went over his, his, his little bit. He wasn't as angry as he typically is, uh-huh. but we got him a little looser. We'll get him going a little bit here eventually, you know, but he registered a few complaints, specifically only winning two Super Bowls by having Rodgers and, and, and Favre as his quarterback. Not happy with their defense drafting all these DBs that don't play, but we got we got a little big daddy. It was good. I mean, we we got to hear his complaints. I'm sure there'll be more. He won't go on the limb and predict a playoff contender for the team. Mm. Although he is positive this week, they will beat the New York Football Giants. And I mean, I don't know if that's going out on a limb considering the Giants decided to start Tommy DeVito. <laughs> I feel like there's got to be a little bit of optimism, too, with the way Jordan Love has turned things around a little bit. Like, that's why the text messages weren't lighting up last week with complaints. There's good things happening. (laughs) Exactly. So I think he's, you know, I mean, he's in a good place. But, you know, this never could this could not last very long. Let me just say that. Well done. Uh, Well, make sure everybody check out the GM Shuffle today. New episodes drop in every Monday and Thursday. But as soon as that one is live, we'll make sure that we get that through for everybody. Get the downloads ready. But we do have a big game coming up tonight. We're kicking off week 14 in the NFL with a bang or I guess more of a clunk. 
maybe is a good way to put it, with a, a NFL game with a total, Michael, of 30. The Patriots are getting six points taken on the Pittsburgh Steelers later on tonight. Two of the worst offenses in the NFL with backup quarterbacks on a short week. How are you looking at this one tonight? Well, I mean, look, you know, it, it's an interesting game in the sense everybody just looks at the records. But over this five-game losing streak that this, the Patriots have had, they've, they've only scored 47 points, which mm-hmm. has been a real issue. But their defense has only allowed 76, which is why we see this tick. I mean, there's some under 30s out there. The last four losses, three to Washington, four to the Colts, three to the Giants, and six to the, to the Chargers, and they didn't score. So... They've played good enough defense to be a better than a 2-10 and 10 team. Let's be clear here. And they've fallen off the cliff offensively. As for the Steelers, where Mike Tomlin's biggest concern tonight is because of MVP Mitch coming into the game. He's worried knowing that the Patriots are not going to be able to drive the length of the field to score. That if he turns the ball over like he did when they played in Week 2 last year, that could cost them the game. So I think we're going to see conservative game plans from both coaches which lends itself to the under because neither coach wants to lose the game to the other team. They want to be able to stop losing first before they win. I think once they get into a situation where they could take some chances, they will. But I think both of them will play it close to the vest because let's face it, you know, one mistake and you go up 10 points in this game and it's over. I mean, look, the, the Patriots are uh, lost 10 to, 10 to 7 to the, to the Colts like a month ago in, in Germany and they had a chance to win that game. Yeah, I, I think what's been so remarkable these last couple games against the Patriots is, to your point, their defense has played so well that they are the first team since 1938 to allow 10 or fewer points in three straight games and lose all three of them. It's uh, uh, the wrong side of history that you don't want to be on. They offensively have combined for just 13 points their last three games. And you mentioned Mitch Trubisky starting. Kenny Pickett had ankle surgery this week, so he's unavailable. Bailey Zappi on the other side. While we talk about the Patriots, and all of their struggles and you know scores on both sides of the ball because their defense has been good. The Steelers have actually been the best under team in all of football this year, 10 and two to the under the Steelers team. It, the only thing, Michael, that makes me question the under in this game yeah. is the way that it's being bet because everybody yeah. is all over the under. The splits are like 84% taking that under 30. Everybody's on the under. It's just so clear, right? Everybody's on the under. And everybody, it's shocking. I, I mean, I don't know the 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 betting split, but the, a lot of people are on the are on the Patriots. And what we've seen from the Patriots in the last few weeks, so I said the last three weeks, was we've seen game day money come in on them, and we got it here again today. They got eighty three percent of the bets, eighty six percent of the handle, but the line hasn't moved. Yep, still the line hasn't moved an inch all week, and yet the Steelers are not getting bet at all. The Steelers are not getting bet at all. So. You know, to me, I think there's some of those situations where you've got to look at these numbers and say, why? You know, six is a lot of points to give up in a game where both teams don't score very well. The Steelers will, will try to run the ball. The Patriots can play run defense. Yeah, they're one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Um, I want to say third overall run defense and a league low 3.38 yards per carry that they're allowing to running back. So been really, really good in that area from an injury standpoint. Najee Harris has been dinged up, hasn't practiced all week long dealing with a knee injury. It is something that's been lingering 
with him for much of the season, um, but could impact his performance. He's technically listed as questionable, but Tom Pelissero reporting earlier today that he's expected to play. On the other side, no Ramondre Stevenson today, so the Patriots are going to be without their best player on offense, and also Demario Douglas out at wide receiver in that room. Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster both questionable, as is offensive tackle Trent Brown questionable, and more for the Steelers. Um, looks like their offensive line's pretty dinged up, too. Their center, Mason and Cole questionable and starting left guard potentially could miss time today. So uh, a lot of injuries actually in this game, more than I anticipated coming in. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and also Sean Wade, he's out for the game. Mm. Uh, you know, he was out, you know, they list him out with, with a illness. He's a corner. So they've, I mean, and Barmore, he's got a questionable who's with the shoulder. So there's a lot of injuries that have had going on on this team that affect them, the depth of their team. I mean, remember back, you know, where they've lost their best corner in Gonzalez. They don't have Judon who can rush the passer. They haven't been able to get much pressure on the quarterback. I mean, the last three weeks they've had two turnovers created by their defense. They can't really create pressure to get the turnovers is what they need. The thing they've got to count on tonight is can MVP Mitch give them the football? That's going to be the key. They'll take away – They'll try to make MVP get away from who he wants to throw the ball to at first and, you know, try to see if they can do that and then get him to have to read it out and then make mistakes. But for the Patriots offensively, I mean, we're going to see Zeke Elliott. We'll prob yep. They'll probably move Kevin Harris up from the practice squad and see if they can run the ball, which you have been able to do. Shockingly, you have been able to run the football against the Steelers. Teams have averaged the last five games of over 130 yards rushing. Now, you know, we talk about the Steelers, uh, the Patriots not scoring. The Steelers only scored 36 points yeah. in the last three games themselves. So, Michael, I have a few fun props for tonight that I would like uh, to throw uh, your way, get your perspective. Sure. Um, Patriots first drive, it's minus 160, first drive punt. What do we think? Oh, I think I think it's you can pretty much lock that up. Feel, I right? mean, here's what will happen. Like Let me give, I've it's watched every Patriot like game very – I've watched every Patriot game very closely. Here's what will happen on the first drive. First down, they'll get eight yards, okay? They'll get eight <laughs> yards on first down. And then second down, they'll lose a yard. Third and four, third and three, uh, he'll get sacked, and they'll punt. That's usually kind of how it goes. So I was looking. Gotta get a nice start, <laughs> and then you get a bad play. See, the problem with the Patriots is they can't overcome bad plays. Like, they can't. They can overcome incompletions. They can't overcome negative plays. And if you make them string enough good plays together – clunk it falls apart it's like trying to run a bad car that you know has a bad battery eventually it's going to clunk and i can confirm as somebody who just had car trouble this past week we don't want that shaky vehicle driving <laughs> down the road we don't but i was looking through the patriots like most recent opening drives against the chargers first drive punt second drive fumble against the giants first drive punt Two punts, actually. Third drive interception. Against the Colts in Germany, they scored an opening drive field goal. Punts the entire rest of the half. Commanders' first drive turned it over on downs. Rest of the quarter were punts. Like, it's just punting is a theme. I was looking for punt numbers specifically, if we could find, like, a total on how many punts each team might have, but unfortunately, unable to find them. So if you can, please tweet at me, at Storm Bonantoni, at M Lombardi NFL, at Beeson Live. We would like to know these numbers. But there's also, for both the Steelers and Patriots to punt on their opening drive taking some money yesterday was plus 210 today we see it plus 190 points in every quarter no even money found that interesting Patriots team totals only 12 and a half Michael which surprised me I feel like that feels like a pretty clean under I, I'm yeah I mean how are they gonna score 12 and a half just for the record let's go back to punts for a second 
in my notes, the Patriots are 29th in the league in punts per play. Guess who's 30th? Oh, stop. Really? Pittsburgh's right yeah. there? Love it. Steelers right there. See, we need I these mean, numbers. Now, now, just so we know, just that Jet team's 32nd. They're, they got that handled, and so the Giants are 32nd, too. So, you know, that's the way that goes. Punts per play, and that's important, you know, in terms of forcing the, you know, when you punt a play, like, one of the things I look at every week on the stats is how many opponents punts per play. Who's the number one team? Who do you think's forced the most punts per play in the league this year? Who you got? Cleveland. The least amount is Denver and Las Vegas. That's surprising. See, they don't, Who else is up well, there with Cleveland? Denver, is it Baltimore? Would they be up there? Would San Francisco's Balti- defense be up Baltimore, there? Baltimore is the fifth best team in that category. Carolina. Opponents punt, punt per play. Carolina is the second best team. Interesting. But see, a lot of that is cause and effect, right? Carolina gets, you know, they get a lead on Carolina and then all of a sudden they're just running out the clock. So they punt, right? I mean, New England's the eighth best team in the league in forcing punts per play. You know, Pittsburgh is 11th. So again, it lends itself right to the under. They're good at forcing punts, and they're good at being forced to punt. The punter's exhausted. Can't the wait punters, for tonight. Both punters should get a raise. We need those fans from the Iowa game that had the punts on their T-shirt, and we can just flash the camera to them every right yeah, before, in and out of every it. break. That'll be great. Al Michaels is in for a treat tonight. What a lucky oh, a man! Sweater tonight for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, we already talked about it on McAfee. Going to have a sweater for sure. Ah, He's going to be bummer. cold. You know, I just saw a picture of of Kirk resting in his hotel room with the with with his dog Ben. So everything's ready to go. Good old Ben can always count on Ben on the PJ. We're gonna take our first time out of the day. We'll be back though. Lots of headlines. Got to determine if it's news or noise. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Juice Reel is a free betting intelligence app and tool that every better needs. Juice Reel links your betting accounts into one place, delivers an in-depth analytics on your betting history as well. Yet there's a whole lot more. At Juice Reel, you've got access to the betting history of billions of bets placed by all users. This in-depth betting analytics tool with billions of data points enables you to tail the winning bets and fade the losers. Juice Reel's also developed an artificial intelligence bot using data from all the Juice Reel bets. His name's Robo Jackson. He's picking winners at a rate of 60% through over 100 games. Find out more for yourself. Download Juice Reel. Juice like orange juice. Real R-E-E-L. Download the free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. It's free. Juice Reel. Again, Juice. R-E-E-L. Is it news? Corleone is a man who insists on hearing bad news immediately. Or just noise. Are you going to act like this is news? Just noise. Let's separate the impactful from the insignificant with one simple question. News or noise? All right, news or noise, let's get into it. Where better to start than in Jets country? Because what would a Lombardi line be without talking about the Jets quarterback situation, Michael? Zach Wilson was renamed the starting quarterback in New York yesterday and told media after the announcement that the report saying he was reluctant to reclaim his spot as the starting QB is absolutely inaccurate. News or noise? I don't think that two reporters would make that up. I mean, I think it's news that the story came out. Mm. I think now that we're dealing with it, it's become noise. He's now named himself the starter, so it's just move on. And now, I think I read this, Stormy. I don't know if I'm right or not, but Sala said that he's going to be the starter for the remaining of the year, no matter what. He said God willing. God willing, yes. Is there ever, I mean, is, do, can we get any consistency at all from the Jets when they get to the podium? Well, I loved when Robert Sala said, we always believed that Wilson was the best quarterback in terms of giving us the best chance to win. Yet, how many weeks ago was he just pleading the fifth? And then as recent yeah. as Monday saying, ah, I'm not so sure. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to go there. So, okay. You do you, Robert Sala and the Jets. Jets, by the way, down from a five and a half point underdog to now three and a half with the move of Zach Wilson at starting quarterback. They are hosting the Texans in week 14. More quarterback news. Stars Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen both popped up on the injury report this week ahead of their Bills Chiefs game on Sunday. Allen has a lingering right shoulder injury. Mahomes with a pectoral issue. Uh, Despite those designations, though, both quarterbacks full participants on the practice sheet. News or noise, Michael? Cause for concern here? Uh, I think if they get hit, it's concerned. I mean, they obviously put it on the report for a reason. I mean, you know, the one thing is people don't want to put that on the report unless there's, because there could be potential they have to take them out. No, why weren't you reporting this? Hmm. So I do think it's, I do think it's news here. And you're always worried about both guys getting hit and both guys having to come back from it and seeing how it they react. We know Allen's been dealing with the shoulder for a while. Remember, he went in the blue tent. I, I forget what game it was. It was a, maybe it was the Denver, the Giant game. He went in the blue tent. I think it was the Giant game. Yeah. And so we are worried about that. The Mahomes thing to me is news because we never heard this before. Yeah, I think that's a good point, especially because we all remember Joe Burrow when he was walked into the building with that cast looking thing on his wrist and then ends up being done for the season after that game with an injury that nobody had even known was something that was on the radar prior to that. So really, really good point there. Um, Big game with the Chiefs and Bills for playoff position. So important one for Buffalo. It's been a little bit over a week since Frank Reich was let go in Carolina. More information has come out about some of the dysfunction in the organization. 
A report from The Athletic says the Panthers culture has been described as the Hunger Games. And if you've never read or seen the Hunger Games, it's kind of about like survival and backstabbing and literally killing anybody that is around in order to win the game that is the Hunger Games. And so um, according to this report, Michael, coaches said they believed other staff members were text messaging owner David Tepper behind Reich's back about some issues they saw with the team. In one instance, Scott Fritterer, the GM and an offensive coach, went to Tepper with a coaching suggestion for the quarterback. And Tepper instructed Reich to work on Bryce Young's footwork. There's a whole lot more to this, Michael, but news or noise that the culture in Carolina is like the Hunger Games survival of whoever can can be out there. I do think it's news because I do think that's the issue. I do think, and I've said this when Mr. Tepper has stepped into my office, that he needs to throw away his phone. I think he's involved. And whenever the the owner is the is the main guy that people go to, you got problems. You have problems. And so when the owner's not aligned to the head coach or aligned to the philosophy, you're going to have problems. I do think this is complete news, and I think this is going to deter people from wanting to go in there if they don't fix this issue. Ben Johnson reportedly one of the top candidates on the Panthers radar. Of course, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, North Carolina native. DJ Chark, by the way, was quoted as saying, I can honestly say I don't think Reich was the only problem, so everything's just fixed now. We've still got a lot of things to fix. And yeah, you're a 1-11 football team in the worst division in football. It's not exactly looking up right now for Carolina. Don't tell my husband I said that. I still need the locks to be the same when I get home. Let's talk about Trevor Lawrence, Michael. He missed practice yesterday with a high ankle sprain, but head coach Doug Peterson Peterson's yet to rule out the franchise quarterback for Sunday's game coming up against the Browns. Lawrence told reporter Wednesday, though, his ankle feels much better than he anticipated and is happy with how his rehab has gone so far. He's hopeful he can be cleared to play. News or noise? I think it's news. I mean, I don't get the sense that 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 Trevor is a guy that tries to embellish anything. You remember, remember we went through the same thing when he was getting ready to play Tampa Bay. With the down knee in injury. The, that, yeah, in the knee. And he came back and, you know, just because we hear high ankle sprain, we immediately attach six weeks to it, right? Well, maybe he really doesn't have a high ankle. Maybe he just has a sprain. Maybe he has something that's different. You know, we're not there. I don't think he would come out and say he's going to try to play if he didn't think he could. Now, I I will say if the line doesn't start to move a little bit back to him, then he's not playing. The line moved away from him with the certainty that Beathard was going to be the quarterback. Now, Beathard's hurt too, Stormy, Mm -hmm. which makes all of this news, right? It makes all of it news because, you know, they're going to have to – if Beathard can't go, you know, then would they sign another quarterback? You know, would they – or are they just going to go ahead and play – you know, are they just going to go ahead and play and take the kid off the practice squad, the kid from Canada that they have on the practice squad? Are they going to take him and move him up? Or because that would only give them two in the game and one of them would be hurt. See, Nathan Rourke is there is there on their practice squad. Okay. Yeah. So he'll get activated for the game if Lawrence can't play. Yeah. But I... let's say let's say they're unsure that 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 Beathard can play. They're gonna need to have another one too, and they haven't done that this week. 
Yeah, shoulder for Bethard, and of course the high ankle sprain for Trevor Lawrence. Peterson said Lawrence won't play unless there's no chance he could further damage his ankle, so that's still to be seen. But to your point, the line certainly indicates as if it is not going to be Trevor Lawrence out there. They're getting three and a half points against the Browns. Lawrence has not missed a game, uh, missed a start rather, in his NFL career since he was drafted in 2021. Regardless, though, of whoever is at quarterback, potentially without your left guard because Walker Little, was who stepped on Trevor Lawrence, was also injured in the game and he's left tackle two with Cam Robinson on injured reserve and Christian Kirk is going to be unavailable because he had to have poor muscle surgery. One more here. NFL Commissioner Robert Goodell. Roger Goodell wants to see the Eagles tush push removed from the league permanently. According to Diana Rossini, the play was discussed by the NFL's competition committee last offseason but was not brought up for a vote. News or noise, Michael? Goodell wants this out of the game. I think it's news. I do think he wants it out. I think a lot of people want it out of the game. I, I, I never thought it should be in the game. I didn't think you could aid in a runner from behind. I didn't think it was. I, I mean, look, credit the Eagles for mastering this. Not only doing it and inventing it, but mastering it. Because they do it better than anybody. I was watching the game against the Cowboys again, you know, and they're so good at doing it. It's unbelievable. So... For me, you take it out of the game, it hurts them. But you know, look, I don't think it's—I don't think it's a good play for the health of the team. A fourth and one is a first down if you're in Philadelphia, that's for sure. Travis Kelsey on the New Heights podcast with Jason said. Goodell just made our lives a whole lot easier outside of the Eagles organization. Uh, And typically, you know, when the commissioner wants something done, it gets done. Jason, meanwhile, said, quote, I don't have the energy to care about whether it gets banned or not. And added, hey, we were 36 and 38 on QB sneaks before the push. So there's that. (laughs) Oh, fun. That podcast, they've done a really good job with that, actually, Jason and Travis. It's been fun. You know, and I think, look, the the one thing is what, what nobody talks about enough is the fact that Hertz is so good with his leg movement. I mean, that's what makes it so effective, right? I mean, he is so good at, with his leg movement, and he's able to generate mo- power. I mean, you see a lot of those, a lot of times when they do that, it just stops, right? There's no movement. And yet he does a great job of getting movement and creating. He gets two, three. I mean, they can run yeah. it from the three-yard line and get it in. Yeah, it's not just the strength, but the strength and power mixed in with that movement for sure. Uh, and that's why when we talk about the MVP conversation, so many of his of his touchdowns and some of his like moving the chains numbers that he gets, Jalen Hurts on first down, are from that tush-push play. So I don't know how much we can warrant that into the MVP discussion. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, we have to take – see, that's why we need to get that segment, Michael. I don't know how we're going to frame it, but the I'm just saying segment needs to happen. Saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes, I'm just saying it does. <laughs> we'll be right back. Mike Somich is going to join us. Professional handicapper coming up next. He has some interesting prop opportunities for Thursday Night Football you won't want to miss. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. College Bowl season is here, and VEASAN's got an early Christmas gift for you. Not a VEASAN Pro subscriber yet? No problem. We're giving away this year's College Bowl betting guide to everyone for free. We've got spreads, totals, expert picks from the goal like Steve Mackinnon and our guy Brent Musburger on every single bowl game. Put a bow on this bowl season and get your free copy of our VEASAN College Bowl betting guide absolutely free once again. This is VEASAN.com slash bowl guide. That's how you do it. VEASAN.com slash bowl 
Bowl guide. We're rolling along here on the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bond and Tony with you. Excited to bring into the show. Vsin host of The Handle here every weekend. Mike Somich, professional handicapper. And he's always comes locked and loaded, ready with the Thursday night football plays. And ask and you shall receive because we put out into the ether, can you give us information on punts in this game? And you were able to track some down. Yeah, it's interesting that the lines anywhere from 12 and a half to 14 and a half, depending on where you're shopping for total punts, which is a lot of punts in a football yeah. game. The average NFL game has eight punts. The record for this year, 24 between the Jets and the Giants. Uh, you got to think about possessions when you're thinking about this, because the immediate thought is, oh, I'll just take over punts, right? 14 and a half punts. That's a lot of punts in a game. That means you need, yeah. let's say there's four scoring possessions. You need 19 possessions in the game that don't end that end in a punt, like no turnover, no kneels, anything. That's that's a big punt number. It is, and when you think most, when you think both teams will try to run the ball, which means the clock is going to run, and you know most teams will like the Dallas Philadelphia game. Dallas had 10 possessions, Philly had nine the last time they played. So that's 19 possessions. How many possessions do you think these two teams will get with the clock moving as much as it will? Will they get 11? Most, most NFL games, you'll get 12 possessions. So yeah. if you're talking to 50% of the possessions result in punts, that's a lot. And it is juice to the over, actually, minus 120, the over 14 and a half at DraftKings right now. Thank you, Scott Cup, for sending in a screenshot for us. There's other options as well. Patriots, minus 145 to have the most punts in the game. Steelers, plus 265. If you think they're going to tie, four to one. So uh, plenty of options out there. Now, Mike, for as fun as that was, you do have some actual money in this game, though. So what is your favorite bet for tonight's Steelers-Patriots action? You know, I didn't want to come here and just say the under because everyone's going to come on and just say the under. And it's a little scary right now with the percentage of bets and percentage of money we have on it. Yet this total has not moved that much today. Opened at 32, sitting at 30, some 29 and a half out there. I'll be interested to see where this kicks off. I bet a little bit at 32 at 30. I'm not really interested in taking any more action. I am going to look to some defensive props here, though. I think Michael hit the nail on the head. We're going to see a lot of running here. And specifically, from we're going to see uh, the Steelers try and run between the tackles. That sets up for Jawan Bentley to get a lot of tackles in this spot. His tackle and assist total. And make sure you're looking at tackles plus assists. Sitting at six and a half right now. I think he flies over that number. He's gotten double digits in two of the last five. Gone over the last three of the five. For this Patriots defense that stops the run very well. And a Steelers team, I think, is going to be pretty stubborn trying to run the ball between the tackles. So like Jawan Bentley over that number, I also like J.J. Watt over his tackle prop. Just four and a half in this game. You're getting plus 120 on that number right now. And this is a Patriots team, again, that's going to run the football quite a bit. And the Steelers team that doesn't have a ton of linebackers in there. So I think Watt has a little bit more action in, the, uh, in its tackles market here. He's also gone over this total five straight games with five or more tackles. So I'll take both of them over in tackle. Another prop I really like on DraftKings here, if you look at the running props and you look at race to 20 yards rushing, race to 40 yards rushing, and most rushing yards in the game, you can get Ezekiel Elliott at plus 145 in the race to 20, plus 125 in the race to 40, and plus 110 for most rushing yards. We've got a Steelers backfield. That is going to be a two-headed monster. You're going to see Warren. You're going to see Najee Harris split those carries. And the New England rush defense has been very stout the last couple games. Flip it over to the other side. This is a Pittsburgh defense that struggled to stop the run. And it's just going to be Ezekiel Elliott who's getting a lot of those carries. He's going to get the mass majority of them. So I like him in the race to 20, race to 40, and the most rushing yards for the game as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of props in there. I think the Bentley one, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it'll be a nine on seven kind of game, which is kind of in between the hash marks, in between the tackles. 
And with, with Najee Harris injury, you could get Warren, which will mean they like to run the outside zone. They like to spread the field out and think they could get into a nickel a nickel situation if they actually will get them into nickel. Any receiver props you like in the game, Mike? You know, I was looking at Fryermuth. He would be the one that I would target on here. Uh, we, we've seen third and fourth options fare very well against the New England uh, New England defense. So I'd be looking at, you know, either Robinson over who played with Trubisky in Chicago, or I'd be looking at Fryermuth uh, over his total. One interesting thing as well, I know a lot of people love first touchdown markets. I think this is a great game. If you're going to play first touchdown, take like 25% of whatever you're going to bet. And do a same game parlay with that same player first and last touchdown. So, for instance, Fryermuth first touchdown anywhere from nine to one to eleven to one. If you parlay him first and last, you were getting as high as sixty to one earlier this morning. Why do I think there's value in that? We might only have one touchdown in this game. <laughs> like it, it, you, you get you win if there's only one touchdown and you pick the first touchdown score. And let's say there are two, you still have the opportunity to try and get a touchdown on the back end with your same player. So I like the idea of taking first and last touchdown as a single player parlay here if you're going to play first touchdown score. What an interesting strategy to this market. That is an excellent point that we really could be in for that type of a game. And it pumps up the value a lot in terms of receiving props. Something that I was looking at earlier was the Jalen Warren potentially getting extra work with Najee being injured. Maybe Trubisky would try to get the ball out for him a little bit more, but it already went up three yards from when I thought about it this morning. So I'm probably going to stay away from it from that standpoint at 18 and a half right now. Um, here with Mike Somich, VEASAN host of The Handle. Make sure you check him out every weekend, 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern alongside Matt Brown, doing a great job here, getting everybody set up for the games. And when it comes to um, the Sunday slate, I, I saw that you like the Raiders plus the points this week against the Vikings. Do you think that Josh Dobbs, the, the turnover-prone side of him that we saw last week, and really like the last two weeks because he had an interception and a fumble the week prior, is that who Josh Dobbs is? Is that what lends you maybe a little more credence to Vegas in this spot at home? Well, I, I, yes, the large part of it is Josh Dobbs. I mean, if you look back at what he's been able to do since getting to Minnesota, he's had some phenomenal quarters. But he has had some very, very bad quarters as well. And he's played some pretty rough football in certain spots. Now, they've gotten wins. They've looked good. And, good, and so people are behind this, hey, Josh Dobbs might be a legit quarterback train. He's kind of not. I mean, he's just he's got spots where he's playing in the, in the bottom five of everybody in the NFL. I'm just not sure how you can go on the road and lay three to a Raiders team that has two receivers who are able to beat man, which is what Minnesota is going to play quite a bit of the time here and a running game that's effective. So I, I think the Raiders move the football and put points up and that puts pressure on Josh Dobbs. And if Josh Dobbs has that pressure, I'm not sure he's able to outscore this Raiders team here. So I like the Raiders plus three in this spot. Do you think what's what's your sense of Justin Jefferson coming back? I mean, do you feel like because the Raiders will play zone, it's not going to be as as dominant as everybody anticipates? I always am concerned about receivers coming back with hamstring injuries. I, I you never see them come back 100% healthy. I think it's a good thing that Minnesota kept him on the or kept him out a week after he was eligible to come back from the IR to try and get fully healthy. But we see a re-injury rate of close to 15 to 20% in these type of spots for receivers with hamstring issues. We just saw Watson suffer a re-injury after fighting a hamstring for earlier in the season. So I'm not positive we're going to get 100% of Justin Jefferson for 100% of this game. Obviously scared of him. He's electric, probably the best receiver in football. But first game back, especially against a team that's going to play a lot of zone, I'm not as worried about Justin Jefferson. I would be in other spots. 
The team that Minnesota lost to most recently, the Chicago Bears, they're getting three and a half points at home against the Detroit Lions. Justin Fields been peppered with questions this week about the draft next year and what his status is going to be with the organization. You think he'll be pretty motivated in this one? Uh, I, I hope he's motivated to run that because I would much <laughs> rather have him running than throwing in this spot. But I don't understand why we're plus three and a half here. We saw the Lions, the Bears play up in Detroit a few weeks ago. The, the Bears defense was very, very good in that football game, able to consistently turn the Lions over. That line closed at seven and a half. I have the Bears upgraded since then. I have the Lions downgraded since then. And we only have a four point switch when we're switching home field. So to me, the value here is on the Bears. If you can get over the field goal, this is a Bears defense that also has been significantly better the last four or five weeks. I think people kind of wrote this team and left them for dead. And because of that, you're now getting some value back on the Bears here. So I'll take anything over a field goal with Chicago this weekend. How about the Saints? They haven't announced their quarterback yet. The line is moving towards the Panthers in the game. I think it's down to, what, four and a half now? It was at five. Uh, but you like the under in this one. I do. I think these are two under teams. We've seen the Saints consistently struggle in the red zone. They love to kick the field goal, which definitely helps on the underside. Uh, you've got a banged up wide receiving core from the Saints. J.C. Horn played for the first time since week one for the Panthers. So they're starting to get healthy on the defensive side of the football at the right time. I think this Panthers defense is definitely the better unit of the two. The Panthers offense has consistently struggled throughout the season. This is a game that was Monday night early in the season, played the under in that game. They ended up going under. I think they're going back to the under here again. So uh, I played this one at 38. I would play it down to about 37. I think there's still some value on the under here. Yeah, the number is certainly going that way. Mike, awesome stuff as always. Appreciate you. And thanks thanks again for all of the punt information. This is Give the people <laughs> what they want. This is what we needed today. Thank, Thank God you, we can bet on this football game. I mean, if we couldn't bet on this Thursday night game, it would be a pretty rough watch. But we we get a lot of a lot of a lot of props in here, so it's a good hang tonight. Absolutely, we're and and plus we've got the NBA in season tournament. You can throw that on the other TV as well. Make sure that we're spreading the love. Great stuff. That's Mike Somich again. Make sure you check out the handle every single weekend right here on Beeson the Sports Betting Network. We're gonna take a timeout when we come back. Looking at a couple really good and really bad performance from last week. Will it be a different game? or more of the same here in week 14. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. I mentioned earlier that in-season tournament, the semifinals rolling on tonight. Coming up in hour two, we'll get Jonathan Bontobel's takes on those two games, who he thinks is going to go ahead and win the whole tournament, help you put that promotion to good use. Alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Time for a little more different game or more of the same. Michael, we're going to take a look at a few performances from week 13 in the NFL and see if this unit is going to produce uh, you know, more of what we've seen for better or worse, or if they're going to change it up against this week's opponents, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs, who I think we can all admit this is not the offense, the same one that won a Super Bowl a year ago. This is a very different team. This past week, they got stunned against the Green Bay Packers. 19 points scored. They turned it over. Um, our guy Patrick Mahomes was sacked three times. They were just two of four in the red zone. You think a different game or more of the same against the Bills, especially with the potentially injury-impacted quarterback in Mahomes? Well, I think we're going to see more of the same. I mean, look, let's be clear here. This, when, when the Chiefs have scored 20 or less points, they're 0-4, and 0-4 against the spread. So this is a team that when they don't score, when they play against a defense that can keep them from scoring, they struggle. And their defense didn't play to the level that we're used to seeing them play last week. So that was the issue, right? They weren't able to play. Their defense couldn't really get off the field against a very good Packer offense. So for me... I think Buffalo will look. This is Buffalo's Super Bowl. This is all they're all in. I mean, they, there's no holding back, and I think that that desperation will transcend itself. This line was three; it went to two and a half, and now we're down to one and a half. There's a lot of Buffalo money coming in, which is telling all of us that we're going to see more of the same Chiefs, probably a different Buffalo team, maybe not different, but a different Buffalo team in the sense of their ability to move the football and be explosive. I actually like the the Bills on the money line in this game at a plus money price, which could be to my detriment if Patrick Mahomes gets it together. But what I found interesting is this total 48 and a half seems like a higher total on the surface, especially given all the weather games that we have coming up this week and the quarterback play across the league. This is the first time a Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes game has been under 50 period. Their previous low is 54, Michael. We're, we're just accustomed to both of these offenses taking off. Yeah, I, I think to me, it, it's so surprising that we that look. We're at the point in the season where we got to stop saying, "Can they turn it around?" We know Andy Reid's a good coach, right? And we know Patrick Mahomes is a great player. So if they haven't turned it around by week thirteen, week fourteen, there's no turning it around. This is who they are. You can't deny that. This is who they are. And once you know that, now that doesn't mean they can't win games. That doesn't mean they're not going to figure out how to play effectively. But it also means they're probably not going to be explosive. I think you have to look at Kelsey a little bit here too, right? I mean, Kelsey's a yard down per catch than he was last year. He's 34 years old. We don't know how healthy he is, right? We just don't know. 
And so because of that, you know, and because they don't have another receiver to take away the pressure, to take the pressure off of him, he gets all the coverage. And that's been very challenging. So I think you've got to look at that and say, wait a minute, it's just not going to – now they can still win games. They can still score 27 points. Will that be enough to beat Buffalo? You have to make that call. How about this Eagles defense? They got walked all over by the San Francisco 49ers last week. 49ers could do whatever they wanted, it seemed, offensively. 456 total yards, 42 points. Uh, They weren't able to force a turnover. On third down, San Francisco was 8 of 11. They were perfect in the red zone. This week, a critical game in the NFC East, taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. They're getting 3.5 points. Different game or more of the same for this Eagles D against one of the best offenses in the league. Well, I mean, when you watch, when you go back and watch the game in Dallas last year and you watch this game here, it's more of the same. And I think that's where it's going to stay, more of the same. So it's not going to change because Dallas has a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to throw the football effectively, right? They can throw the ball well. Philly can't cover. Philly's one of the worst tackling teams in the league. Their linebacker situation is very, very difficult right now. It's where they were two years ago, really. You know, before they had this run, when they were playing and Hertz was a young player and they made the wild card, their linebacking core was not good at all. And it really struggled. And they couldn't tackle. Now, last year, it's interesting. Last year, they got 70 sacks as a team. 60 of them came from their defensive front, defensive line. This year, they only have 32 sacks after 12 games. And 29 of them come from their front. They're not putting the same pressure on that they did in the past. So that's the issue, too. And we saw it early in the San Francisco game when they were pressuring Purdy and they were controlling the line of scrimmage. San Francisco didn't have an answer. Once San Francisco got control of it, it was over. The Cowboys 8-2 and two ATS as favorites this season. Again, laying three and a half right now, total 52. The Cincinnati Bengals, uh, game two without Joe Burrow. Jake, The Jake Browning experience was much better than anticipated. 491 mm-hmm. total yards for that offense against the Jags this past week. 34 total points, 27 first downs, 8-13 on third down. And again, perfect in the red zone for this team. Was what we saw from Jake Browning legit? Is that real? Will we get a different game or more of the same against the Colts? Well, it's going to be windy. The rain's not going to come as much as we thought it might. It's going to be windy. I don't think we're going to get the same game. I think one thing that happens is now that you now that you are seeing Browning and what the offense looks like, what they have in store for the offense, you know, now as a defense coordinator, you have to tell, okay, this is what they want to do with Browning. It's going to be a rhythm game. We play two. They're going to do this, this, and that. I think we're going to see a little bit of the adjustment to that. Now, look, he's got great skill players, right? He's got great skill. And if he can get the ball to him on time, which is what he did in the last game against Jacksonville, he can still have positive results. I was impressed with how Zach Taylor decided to run the football in that game. He did a good job of – because he can't really run – in terms of knocking you off the ball. But what he can do is he can create some space plays. So with his passing game, he throws bubbles, flats. They're really extended runs, and I think that's what they'll keep doing. I think we're going to get less, but it'll be better than the first week. 
I, I could tell that that our producer, Elliot, was a little bit excited when I first asked the question and you said, I don't think so. You know, I just I don't think so, because obviously he's a big, big Colts fan. Another thing that will make Elliot smile, the Bengals two and seven ATS under Zach Taylor in non Joe Burrow starts when not getting at least six points. So, yeah, that's a little bit nondescript there. But the Bengals are so two and five ATS against teams currently with winning records and the Colts have covered four in a row. Let's hit one more here. The Chargers defense. OK. This is an interesting one. Was their performance last week nothing or something? Because, yes, it was a shutout win. But it was also against the New England Patriots. And we've talked a lot already on this show about how much they have struggled. Only allowed 109 yards passing. Got to Bailey Zappi. Sacked him five times. Forced a turnover. New England was only 4 of 14 on third down. Different game or more of the same? Was it just because it was the Patriots? I think it was just because of the game, the situation. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think we're going to see that. Look, the Patriots had many opportunities. They just they turned the ball over. They they failed. To, they they couldn't protect against Khalil Mack in the game. They got some inopportune sacks at the wrong time when they were on the fringe in the red zone. So I, I don't think it was as much the Chargers as it was, as really as it was the the inability and the lack of execution by a bad, bad, bad New England team. What do you think about the Broncos this week? I like the Broncos a lot this week. I do. I'm surprised that line went to two and a half and then it goes right back to three again. It doesn't move much. I mean, it moves to two and a half and goes back. Look, the Broncos have been fortunate. 16 turnovers during their five-game winning streak created by their defense. Last week, they turned it over three times. I think Russell will play well against the against this offense. I think Sean Payton will move the football effectively against Staley. Staley's not going to be able to play cover two. He's going to get him run out of there. He's going to have to play, see if he can handle the pass defense. Look, I, I think Denver will be able to put some pressure. Now, Josh Palmer started his 21-day return to the field as a receiver. They need someone else. I think Keenan Allen's hurt. They need someone else to help. Yeah, this Broncos team, obviously, they played such a strong stretch, the five-game win streak, and then came back down to earth a little bit last week. We'll see if they can regroup, getting points in this spot. And to your point, with the way that the number is ticked, when you get that full field goal, people are buying in on Denver at that spot. Also, an interesting nugget just on the total here, sitting at 44. I didn't even realize this until I saw it from ESPN Stats and Information Group. Nine of the last 10 Chargers games have gone under the total, and six of the last seven Broncos games have gone under. Uh, I I don't have a firm feeling on this total, but at least we're getting the information out there for everybody to make an educated decision. Right, and, and, and you know what's interesting, too? I saw this stat. I mean, do you realize that since Justin Herbert's played in, at the Chargers, they have scored 1,532 points. They've allowed 1,542 points. Ooh. Brandon Staley, defensive guru, Michael. I don't know if you There you go. I don't know if you heard. That's my case. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Lombardi line, resetting for hour two. We'll revisit that Thursday night football game coming up tonight. What a banger slash clunker we have. Can't wait. It doesn't mean there's not opportunities to bet it. That's all I'm going to say. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.